everybody. Um, this is Sister Jackie at the Temple Refuge, and uh, we actually finished doing uh, Bible study lessons on Ephesians chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. And uh, for June, uh, this time around, I wanted to um, do some lessons on the Bible, like the Bible itself. And so I'll be using uh, the book 30 Days to Understanding the Bible by Max Anders, um, if you want to follow along with me. Um, but for me personally, it was just kind of on my heart um, to have a deeper understanding of my Bible. And I also felt that just within our church, maybe there are some people that um, are like me, right? You you know that it's more than a book, but beyond that, right, you, you kind of see it as a tool, but you don't fully uh, understand it. And so I'm hoping that by the end of this lesson, we all together can maybe grow some understanding. And maybe for others, you know, who don't have that um, theological background, now you'll have it. If you do, then maybe, you know, there will be some things that you didn't know because um, there's always room for improvement, right? So uh, I actually tried to do the first lesson last week, and I don't know, maybe it was, I don't know, but I just I couldn't figure it out, guys. So I'm sorry. Um, hopefully, I'll get it together this time. So this time around, I'll be doing lessons one and two. Um, the first lesson is focusing on the structure of the Bible itself. I'm kind of giving you a, a summary, in in a way, of you know each book or not each book, but um, the Testaments, and then the overall kind of structure of the Bible. And then for the second lesson, we'll be going into geography a little bit. So, um, again, I'm hoping that you know, together we can get some clarity and we'll grow stronger in our word, um, because that's the best way that we get to know God, right, is through his word. So how can you really know him if you aren't spending that time or taking that time to really familiarize yourself with the tool that you have to get to know him, to strengthen your relationship with him. And the Bible is also a sword, right? So how can you properly fight against the enemy if you are unable to wield that sword uh, the way it's supposed to, right? So, um, looking at chapter one, like I said, it's the structure of the Bible. And the first thing that um, Anders says that I like is that if we don't know much about the Bible, it's equivalent to us walking the Sahara Desert blindfolded. So, just out of curiosity, you know, because I know that the Sahara Desert is a big desert, it's hot. Um, but I wanted to know, like, some specifics about the Sahara Desert, right? So I Googled it up. And the Sahara Desert is actually the largest desert in the world located in Africa. 
Um, it is 3,000 miles wide going east to west, 800 to 1,200 miles wide north to south. In total, it has a square area surface of 3,320,000 miles. Okay. So out of curiosity again, I was like, you know, how long would it take us to drive? No. How long would it take to drive it? So if you're going 3,000 miles at about 60 miles per hour, it would take you about 50 hours to get to the other side. Okay, so literally two days, approximately two days and two hours. Um, if you were trying to trace, you know, the whole desert, right, that whole square surface, it, it would take you roughly two years going the same speed, 60 miles per hour. Um, so the way I see it, my life is the Sahara Desert. And the Bible, right, is a tool that helps me to trace my way through to the other side, okay? Because there's a reward waiting for us, right? Like if I told you, hey, man, uh, there's $100 million waiting for you in the Sahara Desert. I got this map for you. All you got to do is just read the map. It's, it's detailed. It's got instructions, everything in here. If you follow it to the T, you'll make it, right? But you don't know how to read a map. And you go out there in the desert, where the chances are that you're going to make it to the other side where, where the reward is, is waiting for you? Where are the chances that you'll even get that far? Like you will probably get lost and end up dying in that desert. I don't want to reach, you know, wander around in my life and reach the end of my life only to not receive my reward because I failed to properly be able to read the instructions that God left behind for me, right? So that that's a scary thought. Um, one of the examples God uh, brought, to, brought to me was how, you know, if you have a car, and someone's like, hey, can I borrow your car? But they don't know the gas pedal from the brake. Uh, no, I don't think so. No, no, you, you don't know the gas pedal from the brake. Oh, it's okay, I'll, I'll figure it out. No, you're going to figure it out in your car. You're not going to figure that out in my car, okay, because you're most likely going to get in a wreck or you're going you're gonna to hurt someone or take someone's life. No, that's not happening. That's a dangerous thing. Okay, so not knowing how the Bible works, not knowing, lacking in knowledge about your Bible is dangerous. And we already know the scripture, you know, my people perish for lack of knowledge. That's a dangerous thing. Ignorance is dangerous. Okay, so that's important. Okay, we want to be wandering in the desert. Okay, so... um the key to understanding the Bible is knowing, again, its structure. And so one of the examples he gives is that if you want to learn architecture, you have to learn how the buildings are built. So same thing with the Bible. If we want to understand the Bible, we need to understand its structure, how it's put together. Okay? Now, overall, the Bible has uh, 66 books. Okay? So the Bible, in total, has 66 books. 
The Old Testament has 39 books. The Old Testament has 39 books. The New Testament has 27 books. Altogether, that's 66. Now, looking at, uh, and my notes are kind of like filter-skelter, so forgive me because I'm going to be flipping between pages, Um, but looking at the Old Testament first, okay? The Old Testament begins with creation. It tells of the Jewish people up until the time of Christ. Okay, again, it has 39 books written by 28 different authors, and it spans over a time period of approximately 2,000 years. Okay, so more time. Old Testament has 39 books written by 28 different authors. It is spanning over a period of 2,000 years. Okay. Now then, the Old Testament, right, We has three different types of books, and you'll notice uh, that the New Testament also has three different types of books, but again, we're just focusing on the Old Testament for right now. Uh, the Old Testament has three different types of books, three different types of books. You have historical books, poetical, and prophetical books. Okay. So historical, poetical, prophetical, right? Now, the first 17 books, literally the first 17 books are historical. The next five books are poetical. And then the last 17 are prophetical, giving us that grand total of 39. Okay, so let me say that one more time. Okay. The first 17 books of the Bible are historical. The next five books after that are poetical. And then the last 17 after that are prophetical. Historical, poetical, prophetical. So we have 17 historical books, five poetical books, and 17 prophetical books. Now. One thing Anders wants us to note is that, yeah, you'll have some books, right? You'll have some historical books that maybe have a little bit of poetry in them, or you'll have some uh, prophetical books that have a little history, right, et cetera, et cetera. The main thing to note is just, okay, these these books have a category that they fit into primarily, and so this is where they're categorized in, okay? So even though it might not be 100%, um, you know, historical, or maybe, like you said, you know, there's a historical book with, with some poetry, it's still in that category of a historical book, right? So 17 historical, 5 poetical, 17 prophetical, grand total of 39 for the Old Testament. Now, if we are looking at the historical books, 
these are also broken up. So you have your primary historical books, and then you have your secondary, your secondary historical books. Okay. Um, and just looking at the timeline, I know this is kind of hard because he has timeline, uh, like an actual graph in the book itself. Kind of hard to describe it on on the phone, but I'll do my best. Okay. Um, like I said, with the 17 historical books, you have 11 that are primary, six that are secondary, and then the poetical and prophetical books. Um, he shows like where they kind of fall in between that that timeline. Okay. Um, the 11 primary books are Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Joshua, Judges, 1st and 2nd Samuel, 1st and 2nd Kings, Ezra, and Nehemiah. Okay, and y'all forgive me because I laughed. Like Anders kind of mentioned how when he first started reading the Bible, he was like, man, it was a whole bunch of names and stuff that I couldn't pronounce. I still have some names that I cannot pronounce, and I just feel like I'm, you know, might be chopping up some of these names in the Bible, um, some of the books, names of the books, so forgive me for that. Um, but, yes, so the first, you know, the primary ones are 11 primary, Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Joshua, Judges, First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, Ezra and Nehemiah. Okay, the six secondary ones are Leviticus, which kind of falls between uh, Exodus and Numbers around that time when it was written. Uh, Deuteronomy kind of falls in between Numbers and Joshua when it was written. Okay, on the timeline, we have Ruth which was written around the time of Judges. We have First Chronicles, which is written around the time of Second Samuel. Second Chronicles is written around the time of First Kings. Esther is written around the time of Ezra. Okay. Um, yeah, let me just take a moment to go over that before I go into the poetical ones. Okay. So, uh, one more time. The six secondary books, Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Ruth, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, and Esther. Okay. So Leviticus is written between the time period of Exodus and Numbers. Deuteronomy falls between Numbers and Joshua. Ruth was written around during the time of Judges. First Chronicles um, during the time of Second Samuel. Second Chronicles was written around the time of First Kings. And then Esther is written around the time of Ezra. Okay. Now, the poetical books, right? We have the five poetical. So we have Job. Psalms, Proverbs, 
Ecclesiastes and Song of Solomon, okay, or Song of Songs. Um, Job was written around the time period of Genesis, which I thought was kind of interesting. I was like, okay, I, I can see that. Makes sense. Um, Psalms is written around the time of Second Samuel. Okay, so we got two books written around that time, right? Uh, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, and Song of Solomon were written around the time of First Kings. Okay, so I know it's a lot, but just try to kind of keep that mental timeline. That's why I'm also kind of stressing, like. Just try to make some notes. <laughs> try to make some notes. I'll try to repeat it as much as I can, but try to make some notes. Okay. Um, so, again, we got, we just went through our 17 historical books, right? And we have 11 that are primary, six that are secondary. Okay. Our 11 primary books, the historical right, the historical books are Genesis, Exodus, Numbers, Joshua, Judges, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, 1 Kings, 2 Kings, Ezra, Nehemiah. So the primary. You have the secondary, which are six. So you have Leviticus, Deuteronomy, Ruth, 1 Chronicles, 2 Chronicles, and Esther. 17 historical books, 11 primary, 6 secondary. Okay. Then we have our five poetical books, Job, Psalms, Proverbs, Ecclesiastes, Song of Solomon. Okay. And after that, the last 17 books of the Bible, okay, and these are the prophetical books, okay. all of them, written around the time of Second Kings, all of them, right? We, <laughs> I'm not going to name all of them because it's literally the last 17 books of the Bible, but I will tell you uh, who Anders identifies that these letters are written to. Okay, I'll do that. And they're not, in, these are not in, in uh, a specific order. So be mindful of that. But do know that the last 17 books, exactly in the order that they are in the Bible, uh, the very last 17, are prophetical. Okay? So, uh, as for Israel, right, that's our first group, Israel, the uh, the book of Hosea and uh, Amos, I think I just said that the Spanish way, <laughs> um, Amos are written to Israel, okay? Prophetical books written to Judah are Isaiah, Jeremiah, uh, Lamentations, Joel, Micah, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah, right? So again, books written to Israel are Hosea and Amos, and then for Judah, the books written to them, prophetical books, are Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Joel, Micah, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah. 
for Assyria. You have Jonah and Nahum. And finally, we have Adam and uh, the book of Obadiah is written to Adam. <laughs> so one more time, and then we go hop into the New Testament. So where the prophetical books, our last 17 books of the Bible, all written during the time of Second Kings. Okay, each of these prophetical books addressed uh, someone, with exception to some other books, because I do see. Uh, I forgot to mention that where not every book is addressed to someone, but these particular books uh, out of the prophetical ones are. So these are the books that were written to someone. Okay, so. Uh, first up, Israel is Hosea and Amos. Then we have Judah, and for them, the book of Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Joel, Micah, Habakkuk, and Zephaniah is written to them. Then you have Assyria. The books Jonah and Nahum were written to them. And then we have uh, Obadiah, right? That book was written to Edom. Now, the ones I did not mention, right, we have Ezekiel, Daniel, Haggai, Zechariah, and Malachi. Okay, so the, those particular books were not, um, or at least in the book, he doesn't specify, like, who they were specifically written to. But they were still, they're still prophetical books, and they were still written during the time of Second Kings. Alrighty. Now. One more time, right? Reviewing. We're going to be constantly reviewing because it's a lot. There's no way in the world that if you're hearing something for the first time, you're just going to remember off the bat, unless you have total recall, you know, or that really rare, you know, kind of memory where you literally remember things word for word, visually. You remember everything. You remember how you felt 30 years ago, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Yeah, no. So we're going to review, okay, six books in the Bible, right? 39 in Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. Old Testament has three types of books, three categories. We have the historical, which are the first 17 books in the Bible. Poetical, which are the next five books in the Bible. And then finally, the last 17 are the prophetical. All that counts up to 39, right? Okay. The New Testament, right? Let's get into that. So the New Testament is the uh, the record of the birth of Jesus Christ, his life, um, his ministry, uh, and how the disciples carried on, right, passed on the torch to them, how they carried on the ministry uh, after his sacrifice and resurrection. So, again, this book, okay, I'm sorry, the New Testament has 27 books. 
Okay, so we have 27 books by nine authors. Uh, Paul, right, the Apostle Paul wrote pretty much half of our New Testament. He was, half of those books were written by him. Okay, so 27 books by nine authors. Now, the New Testament covers a span of less than 100 years. Right. New Testament, 27 books, written by nine authors, spanning over 100 years. New Testament is talking about what? Uh, the life, the birth and life of Christ, his, his crucifixion, his ministry, right after the disciples pick it up and carry on. Right. Now. We have three kinds of categories for the books in the New Testament. We have historical. Okay, we got historical again. Pauline. Okay, and it's called the Pauline because they're written, they're named after Paul, like the Apostle Paul who wrote you know, half of the New Testament. And then we have general epistles. So these are called the general epistles, not because like, oh, it's just some random, you know, just kind of plain Jane book. No, they're general epistles because these are books that are written by, you know, other apostles or, you know, disciples or whatever. Okay. So these are, you know, written by other people. <laughs> okay. That's why they're the general epistles. Now, the New Testament, try not to confuse the numbers. Okay, so try not to use the numbers, right? But in the New Testament, we have four historical books. Or I'm sorry, five historical books. And that's the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are the Gospels. And the Book of Acts, right? The Acts of the Apostles. So those are five altogether. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the four Gospels plus the book of Acts. Okay? Now, epistles, okay, these are the, the letters, right? The Pauline letters, the general letters. Uh, these were written to various individuals and in church congregations. So Pauline epistles, again, these were written by books written by Paul, letters written by Paul. The general epistles, written by a number of different people, Hence why they're called general epistles. Okay. Now, uh, the primary thing, right, the primary focus of uh, in all the epistles is they are instructions on Christian doctrine and lifestyle. Okay. Primary focus of all the epistles is that they are instruction. They are in our instructions in Christian doctrine and lifestyle, how we should live, right? Historical books, of course, these are history books, right? Talking about Jesus' life, uh, what he did uh, while he was here on earth, you know, leaving again, and then again, leaving the ministry in the hands of his disciples, the apostles. So, historical books are instructions, or I'm sorry, historical books are history, 
Holly and journal pistols are our instructions. Again, we have the five historical, right? Four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and the book of Acts. We have the 13 Pauline epistles. So Paul wrote 13 books in the New Testament by himself. Um, I started to make a joke, but I won't. (laughs) And then we have uh, the nine general epistles. Okay, so he wrote most of the books, again, in the New Testament. Um, And Ephesians, right, that was one of the one of the books that we, like I said, we just say that he wrote that book. Um, that's also nicknamed, uh, known as the prison epistle, right? Because he was incarcerated when he wrote that. But um, we won't get too deep into that right now. Pretty sure Anders will probably talk about that later on uh, when we get to the New Testament. <laughs> you know, just a little fun fact, I guess. <laughs> theology, some history for you. Okay. So, um, I already told you which books are the historical, right? So now let's look at the Pauline epistles. Those are Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, 1st and 2nd Thessalonians, 1st and 2nd Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. Okay. Now, the ones that were specifically written to churches are Romans, 1st and 2nd Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians, and First and Second Thessalonians. Those are the letters that Paul wrote to the churches. The ones that he wrote to individuals are First and Second Timothy, Titus, and Philemon. Okay. Now, general epistles. You got Hebrews, James, First and Second Peter, First, Second, Third John, Jude. And revelations, and again, you'll kind of notice that the way they uh, list these off, it's in order again. So you're not flipping back like, oh, okay, so this book, Matthew, is a historical book, and so and so will clear that Matthew wrote that, but then over here, Acts was written by this guy, and then over here, no. <laughs> like we got our categories. And we're we're learning the order of the Bible, the order of the books, according to their category. So if you know how to put the category, right, you know the category for each testament, you can memorize the books of the Bible, and then you don't have to really flip, you know, back and forth between uh, the table of contents or, you know, some people, I know I didn't (laughs) when I first started reading, I didn't really use the table of contents, I just kind of flipped around until I found it, right? You don't have to do that. God makes everything simple for us so that now it's like, oh, now I see why God put it in this exact order. So that way it's easy for me to just kind of memorize the books. 
I can put them in their little categories and be like, okay, let me start by memorizing the Old Testament historical. Okay, I got all those in order. Now I'm moving on to the poetical. Now I'm moving on to the prophetical. Oh, man, I know the whole Old Testament. Now let's move to the New Testament, you know. So he made it simple, right? He made it really simple for us. We just got to take the time, you know, to put in that effort, right? Now, <laughs> looking at the historical books, again, this is history, right? So the story of Jesus, the church that he established, um, the historical books are our historical framework for the New Testament. Historical books are the historical framework for the New Testament, okay? Pauli epistles are the apostles' instructions to churches and individuals. Okay, remember, these are instructions, right? Then the general epistles are instructions to churches and individuals by men like the apostles, Peter and John. Okay. So, we have the New Testament, right? Try not to mix these numbers up. We have five historical, 13 Pauline, nine general, and then 27 total in the New Testament. Okay. Let's go all the way back. Old Testament, 39 books. Well, the Bible altogether has 66 books. Old Testament has 39, we have historical, poetical, prophetical. First 17 are historical. The next five, poetical. The last 17 in the Old Testament are prophetical. You have the New Testament, 27 books. We have five historical, 13 Pauline uh, epistles, and then nine general epistles. Historical books are, are history, they're the historical framework for the New Testament. Uh, both the Pauline epistles and the general epistles are instructions, the difference being, of course, Pauline are the ones written by Paul, and those last nine general epistles are just by you know, different authors. Okay. All right. Woo. Now referencing the bible right when we're referencing scripture um i know i got a bad habit of I, I know when i first came into a church and i would hear people say something like um galatians 1 and 10 and i would sit there confused like what does that mean 1 and 10 like what so we reading chapters 1 and 10 we reading like what we reading we reading verse 1 and 10 of what chapter what what we doing Okay, so the thing to keep in mind is that, you know, at, at least he tells us, Andrew tells us how to write them, right? This is the typical way that you would write a verse when you're referencing it. They use a standard reference system. So you have the name of the book followed by the chapter number, then a colon, and then the verse number. 
Okay. Now, when saying it out loud, sometimes you will have people that say the full thing, right? So, Book of Galatians, chapter 1, verse 10. But uh, sometimes, you know, maybe they want to say it quickly. And so, it's just like Galatians 1, 1 and 10. Um, in the event, though, that maybe you have multiple references, then you might hear, okay, Galatians chapter 1, starting at, verse 10 to, I don't know, verse 13, and then uh, we're jumping to chapter 2, verses 1 through 5, you know, something like that. But when you're writing it, you will always put the, the book, the name of the book, which sometimes is abbreviated. Um, most of the time when I've seen it, it's abbreviated, not always, but something to note. So the name of the book the chapter number, the colon, and then the verse number. Okay. Uh, and again, you know, it's he just reiterates like, hey, it's really not that hard to memorize this stuff because it's literally in order, by category, by the way that it is listed in your table of contents. So you're not, again, you're not jumping back and forth trying to remember, okay, this is and this is historical, and this one is poetical way down on the end, and this one in the middle is, no, just memorize them by category. First historical, then get to the poetical, so on and so forth. Well, you know it, you know all the books in the Bible, you know where they are. Okay, I don't necessarily need to know the page number if I know, okay, oh, okay, I'm looking for Galatians, oh, here's Romans. Okay, let me keep going. Do, 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 do. There you are. <laughs> I don't have to guess it because I know that, okay, Galatians is right here. Right? Again, even for me, like, I'm becoming more familiar with my Bible because I spend more time in it, right, in the in my recent years. But even still, it's hard for me to be like, uh, hey, the book of the Bible, uh, I don't know. So, you know, that's going to be one of my goals this year. Like, you know what, I need, to, I should know that. An atheist knows it. So, I don't have an excuse. They don't even believe like that, but I say I do. So, I should take time, right, to, to get to know this guy that I say I love and take the time to, to put in that effort to memorize it. Okay. So, one more time. One more summary, and then, uh, well, we're coming up on, a, on an hour. Um, I just saw the time. So maybe uh, we'll just go ahead and do the next lesson next week. I'm so sorry. Um, but, yeah, I'll go ahead and do the summary for chapter, for the first part, right, for day one. So altogether, 66 books. 39 in the Old Testament, 27 in the New Testament. Old Testament is the story of God, the Hebrews, uh, their poets and prophets. Okay. Old Testament is the story of God, the Hebrews, their poets and prophets. We have 17 historical books, 5 poetical books, 17 prophetical books. Okay. The New Testament, 
story of Jesus, church that he founded, his growth under the leadership of his apostles uh, after his death. Um, I added sacrifice and resurrection. Okay. So again, uh, for New Testament, we have five historical, 13 Pauline epistles, and nine general epistles. And that's it. That is it for that for that first one. So, again, I know it might seem like, or it probably does feel like it's a lot. Um, and I don't know, in the, in the beginning of my walk, I really felt like it didn't take all that, right? Like, oh, I mean, is it really that important? <laughs> you know, is it really that necessary? Like, do I really, do I really need to, you know? But again, if somebody asked to borrow your car and they couldn't tell the difference between the gas pedal and the brake, would you really want them driving you anywhere? Would you really let let you you know, would you lend that to them? If you're in the middle of the Sahara Desert and the person that's supposed to be navigating you doesn't know how to read a map, doesn't know how to track through the desert, they don't have any kind of navigation skills done, they just look at you and be like, Well, you know, we'll figure it out. It's okay. We'll we'll figure it out. Would you really want that person leading you? You know, God is leading us. Our life is the Sahara Desert, and He is leading us. He has given us instructions. He has simplified it for us. He's made it easy. Okay, He has basically done all the work. We just have to get over ourselves. And it has to get to that point where it is that serious for you. You know, oh, it don't take all that. Well, it's got to take all that for you. If you're really talking about growing in God, at least that's what I've discovered for myself, um, it has to take all that because he's worth that. God is worthy of that. He's deserving of that. So, yeah, it's going to take all that for him. So you got to be be about your business and you got to be about this stuff because it's important. Uh, if you were, you know, working with somebody on the job and maybe they're handling some equipment that, you know, is kind of dangerous, but they don't know what they're doing. I'm like, nah, you know what? Uh, it's good. It's cool, Bob. I'm going to go get Jim because Jim knows what he's doing. Jim Jim has the experience. Jim knows what he's doing. I'm going to let Jim handle that. You come file these papers. You know, you, you better yet, don't even worry about them papers, you know, because that's some, that's some sensitive documents. I need you to come handle these paper clips. Just put the paper clips in the jar. Yeah, you do that. You do that. That's real simple. That's easy. Yeah, we, we don't need you handling life-threatening equipment uh, that you, you take somebody's life. Nah. It's dangerous. So you, you know, again, ignorance is dangerous. Spiritual ignorance is really dangerous. And we do, we don't want to be at the, end of, at the end of that desert. And Jesus would be like, depart from me because you didn't feel like it took all that. Depart from me because it was more important for you to invest that time into everything else, but you never wanted to invest any time in our relationship. That's a breakup that you really don't want uh, at the end of that 
you know, like, you don't want that, okay? It's too late. It's too late at that point. Let's do it now while you have breath, while you have time. Take the time to do it now, you know? How can you become an artisan, a craftsman, if you are not perfecting, you know, perfecting your craft? You're not familiarizing yourself with the greatest weapon that you have against the enemy, right? All right, I'm going to stop fussing, but (laughs) I hope that uh, this lesson was helpful for you. And, again, uh, we're just going to be going through this, and I'll be doing, um, you know, each each day or a week, or I'll try to see if I can squeeze in, um, you know, maybe like two lessons a week. But, yeah, so let's grow together and, and become more knowledgeable in our world together. I hope you all have an incredible weekend. God bless you, and take care. Bye.